Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Assalatu wassalamu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters. Welcome to Al-Bayan Live on this, at this special time. I'm your host Abu Abdurrahman and I'm very, very, very pleased to be joined by my dear brother, Sheikh Nasim Abidi. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. As always, it's good to see you. Pleasure as always, else as always. Different time, but inshallah, same benefit. Alhamdulillah, uh, no difference, inshallah, except a bit of traffic. That's it. Before we get into our topic, how's your time been? How have you been since Ramadan a few weeks ago, since we last had you on? Alhamdulillah, so far so good. Uh, it's been a bit busy, and usually the week after Ramadan is that sort of uh, come down week. But I had uh, the Perth trip, alhamdulillah. So How was that? It was very, very, very nice, mashallah. Very, very nice. You know, the brothers in Perth, they went up above and beyond. It was uh, very nice. They uh, they looked after us a lot, alhamdulillah, myself and my family. That's obviously for the land and the, and the building project. For those that uh, want more details on that, you can find it on their Facebook, uh, AWJ Perth, I believe, uh, or the Islamic Center of Western Australia, WA. Um, but in general, mashallah, is very nice. First time in Perth. It's a nice city, nice people, generally speaking. Uh, yeah, it's not very busy compared to Sydney. Nothing. No one's there. I got, <laughs> I got, uh, I landed in Perth Airport, and as I'm walking out, wallahi, I actually thought to myself, "Were you on the plane by yourself?" No, 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 no. There was the plane was full, but when we got there, I'm like, I must be in Kalgoorlie or something. Wallahi, I actually thought I got on. Uh, I got off at the wrong airport. Which is another 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 is there another airport in Western Australia? I see yeah, where the mines are, like where uh, people go to the mines. Okay. Because there was no one there. Like this is your main airport. It's the you know, Perth Airport. And no one was there. It, the my plane was full, but coming coming down, we were the only people in the airport. So I was like, Where's everyone else? Security, police, nothing, nothing, nothing. I've actually done that. We've done that a few times. Security and police. Booking the um to the wrong airport. Oh, As wow. in Melbourne, when we first went, we oh, booked, we booked, we booked to Avalon. Avalon before they upgraded it. I think they've upgraded it since I've then. never been, I've never been so to the Avalon. To, you know, Avalon's at least an hour away, like like yeah. Wollongong, Sydney. We got off. What's, what's going on here? It's like a shed. <laughs> it's going on. It's like landing in someone's backyard. <laughs> and it was a good experience. And we had to get a rental car and drive yeah. to Melbourne. All of this, uh, there's a lot of good, ex- again, this is 100%. when we spoke about, you know, building intestinal fortitude. Just these little things that happen when you're traveling. And there's little experiences that you go through. Well, it's uh, it's very nice. It's very beneficial. But yeah, I uh, I was very surprised at how quiet it was. Very surprised compared to Sydney. We'd like to welcome all our viewers on Facebook, ASWJ Australia, and our YouTube channel, Al Bayan Radio Australia. Please subscribe if you haven't. And also all our listeners listening on our apps, wherever you may be. Barakallah fikum. Our topic today will be an introduction. Why the Muslim woman? Part one, introduction. Why this topic to start off with? Uh, we have a few weeks of this topic, inshallah. A few months. Uh, possibly here. Uh, why did we want to speak about it after Bismillah alhamdulillah? Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala ma ba'd. We've wanted to speak about this for such a long time. And this is actually, inshallah, in the in the Mizan, the scale of the good deeds of the brothers in Perth. When uh, we're talking about possible topics for me to give over there, I said to myself, you know what? Let me give why the Muslim woman to the sisters over there. I had a women's uh, sister only listen. So I said, Khalas, we'll do that inshallah. And uh, and I just put the topic. And alhamdulillah, I put down a few points. And I said, now I can finally come back to 
to uh, Sydney and inshallah I'll do the same here at Albanian Radio. Why the topic? Obviously we know how important the role of the woman is. But unfortunately what the role of the woman has become is not that which was known traditionally, historically, Islamically and the like. Uh, knowing the importance of the woman means the woman needs to know, okay, what is that role? What role do I play in society? Why is my role important? And what are people doing? What are the tricks at play at hand that people are actually doing and causing that is leading to the lack of the fulfillment of that role? And this is one of the big ones, in my opinion, and I know the opinion of many, 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 many others, even though it's not a popular opinion, is that uh, females in general, unfortunately, are uh, being taken for a ride in the sense that we expect them in societies to be something that Allah Azza did not plan for them. And there are many consequences for that, both with themselves, their families, their children, greater society. And unfortunately, there aren't enough voices, even for the ones that can see it right in front of their eyes that this is a problem. There aren't enough talking about it in order to know how to rectify the issue, inshallah. And really, this is this is the, the, the main point of our discussion, is is to find out what Allah wants from us. Like in reality, all, all topics that we discuss, what does Allah want from us? Because as Muslims, this is what really dictates everything. And this is the main concern for us, what Allah wants from us. Not what our family wants from us, if it goes against Allah's laws. Not what our country wants from us, if it goes against Allah's laws. All these things... All these social pressures, if they're going against Allah's laws, Allah's law is priority. What Allah wants from us is really what we all should be seeking and wanting. And what Allah wants from us in reality, and I'm sure you're going to discuss this, is in line that's, that's with the, the fitrah. That, that's the main, uh, that's the first introductory point. So we have uh, to start the introduction, inshallah, we have a, a few points, and not in any particular order, except for that one. That's the most important one. The one that we'll speak about, inshallah, that we are slaves of Allah Azza wa Jal and we're created for the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal. But the, the, the rest are not in any particular order. But before that, you need a prelude to even that, that this is not a topic that is limited to only the Muslim woman. But there are reasons why, and inshallah, we're going to get to them later on, why the Muslim women are targeted now. But in general, this is something for all women because this affects the nature of the woman. And if the nature is what we're talking about, then whether a person is a Muslim or a non-Muslim, it doesn't affect them. It's exactly the same. You're a Muslim or a non-Muslim, it is your nature. Just like when you talk about a diet. It's not about dieting for Muslim women. Muslims and non-Muslims, they need to diet. It's the same. Their nature, their bodies are the same. Your faith doesn't necessarily change that. Same thing with understandings of how we should be as men, how we should be as women. There are certain uh, grounds that we both agree this is how it is to be a human being so what our topic is is not just limited to us it's limited to it's something that affects all women and there are many non-muslims even that are talking about topics like these but obviously because it's not politically correct to talk about anymore uh it's not very diplomatic in the way that you can even come across these discussions because of how much emotions and uh, you know ramifications there are i'm talking about these topics and many people don't want to talk about it so uh, it's not limited to Muslims, but obviously we're going to be taking it from an Islamic perspective, inshallah, azza wa jal. Regarding the second point, and this is the one that we touched, uh, really touched up on, and this is the most important one, is that we need to understand as a introduction, as a condition to these discussions in the first place, that we are slaves of Allah, azza wa jal. We are slaves of Allah. Why are we on earth to worship Allah, azza wa jal? 
So us having that foundation, which we can both agree on, I'm talking about us and Muslim women, this foundation, and even when you discuss with non-Muslims, when you start with this foundation, this principle, it gives you something to build on. If it is a matter of my opinion and your opinion and her opinion and her opinion, who's going to be right at the end? There needs to be a criteria in which we can judge the opinions, who's right, who's wrong. Now, Sheikh Nassim, can we just stop here for a sec? When we hear the word slave, you know, some people might think what they've grown up watching, you know, the slave, the, the slavery issue in, 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 in the West, particularly America and other, and other Western countries. What's a slave? Who's a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And what does it mean? A slave, being a slave of Allah is the most honorable thing a person can be. It's not if a person is a slave or not a slave. It's who you're a slave to. Why you're a slave. If a person is a slave of someone who, if you give the American example, where the people were oppressed, the people were killed, the people were raped, the people were forced to work uh, more than their ability, etc., 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 100%, being a slave is not a, is not a very uh, honorable thing. If you look at many of the slaves in Islamic times, even though there were slaves in the sense that they didn't own their own right. But I want to give an example to get to Allah Azza wa Jal. Many of the, the people who were slaves, they became scholars. They became the, the leading scholars in the Ummah. Some of them became the leading mujahideen in the Ummah. These people, the whole Ummah refers to as people who are great and honors them and names their children after them. And they started off as slaves and through their owners, they learned the religion like Nafi'ah, the slave of Umar and others. These people... If you were to ask them, were you upset that you are a slave? I don't think they're going to reply, yes. That being a slave led to all that goodness. So it wasn't necessarily that they were a slave, but who they were a slave to. It led to that goodness for them. And if you look for Islamic history, you find many of the big ulama and mujahideen. That's why even the mamalik, and when you talk about you know the crusaders and the others, and the mamalik you know, who were uh, of uh, Turkic uh, descent, and these were owned by the Muslim rulers. Okay, and these were the ones who defended the Muslim lands and uh, you know brought back Al-Aqsa and the like. So you're not talking about who you're uh, about being a slave in general. Yes, it's not the nicest thing, but what makes it honorable or not honorable is who you're a slave to. When you slave, when you say that you're a slave not to any of the human beings, but to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To Allah Azza wa Jal. You are now the most honored of creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. To the extent that the most honorable, you know, the peak of creation. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah azza wa referred to him as his slave in, in the Quran. Uh, the one who took in, in on the night journey, his slave from the Bayt al-Haram to the Masjid al-Aqsa. Why would we be upset that we are slaves of Allah azza wa This is a, is a form of arrogance and pride that we shouldn't have. We are owned by Allah azza wa whether you want to look at it in a condescending manner or an honorable manner, you don't remove yourself from the reality that we are slaves of Allah Azza wa Jal. We are owned by Allah Azza wa Jal. We cannot do anything without the permission of Allah Azza wa Jal. And when you have that understanding that even with my arrogance and Allah has given me the ability, given me free choice and the like, but I need to submit myself to whatever Allah Azza wa Jal wants from me, I'm a slave in that sense, you live the most honorable life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the master. He is the legislator. He prohibits... He orders, he commands, and upon us as slaves is to sami'na wa adana. And whether a person likes something or not, it doesn't change reality. If I say, I don't like that my bottle is blue, 
I don't really like your bottle yeah. either. <laughs> just a clock either. The person says, <laughs> I don't... We can I, show the, the, the viewers, because I, I think it's oh, out of view. Yeah, oh, there you go. This is my bottle. Yeah, and room I, for improvement. I, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, it is, look, there's definitely room for improvement, but it was the best I could get at the time. A line was start. If I say, I don't like that my bottle is blue, and you say, I don't like the shape of your bottle, does it change its reality? It is what it is. I have to do with it. Okay, I'm going to throw it away. I'm going to buy a new one. What am I going to do about it? If I say I don't like it, my emotions by themselves don't change the reality of something. If I say I don't like that we're called slaves of Allah, does it change the reality that Allah is your creator? Does it change the reality that Allah is your sustainer? Does it change the reality that Allah is the one that we need to obey? That's why we were created. Does it change the reality that when we die, we go back to Allah Azza wa Jal? You know, on the day of judgment, there's no, yeah, Allah, I didn't like the fact that you called us slaves. You're not, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to change anything. You're not going to benefit anything. So what do you do when you have no control? Submit to it. So you, just like when you're stuck in the tide, you submit to the tide unless you're very uh, in, in a rip, sorry. Uh, if you're stuck in a rip, unless you're a very, 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 very strong and smart swimmer and you know how to get out of it, they tell you, relax. They'll take you out. Then you swim back. Unless you know how to swim uh, in a, uh, on a 90 degree angle to it, that's a different story. You submit to it and you, and you be relaxed and you live inshallah. Same thing when it comes to your emotions, when it comes to dealing with Allah Azza wa Jal. It's not about what you like and what you dislike. It's the fact that you're submitting to it. And this pivotal point of understanding that we're slaves of Allah and that Allah is our creator, and so what he told is right and wrong, this is the understanding of La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah. You know, we spoke about this last night, I've been speaking about it in the past few lessons that I've been doing, that, uh, you know, where we were, where we are, and where, we're, where I'm going. And I know you sent me a nice message asking me if I'm lost. Jazakumullah <laughs> khair. See, yeah. yani for our listeners, the, the, the dua do have, you know, behind the scenes uh, inside jokes. Yani we do uh, poke fun at each other many a time. Now we do have a sense of humor. Well, alhamd. I don't think we've started the program except that we were laughing. And people think that we're angry all the time. Allah alustan. If you know, alhamdulillah, how happy we are. Wallahi, as the... The people of the past would say the, the kings would fight us with their swords. Allah Mustaan. May Allah make us people who are happy, sincere, Ameen. and firm Ameen. in this dunya and Ameen. the hereafter. Ameen. So, uh, knowing La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah, knowing its reality, is going to set up again any discussion that you have later on. The Sahabrad al Anhum, they understood what it meant to be a believer. And the Kuffar of Quraysh also understood what it meant to say La ilaha illallah. When you say La ilaha illallah, it means I am. Entering Islam, not just entering Islam, I am accepting that whatever Allah Azra wants from me, I need to do to the best of my ability, and that's what's correct. Simple as that. The disbelievers also understood that. That's why they didn't become Muslim. And in many of the Kuffar of Quraysh, they're reported to have said that we know that Muhammad is a prophet. And if it is just a word that he wants, we would have given him a thousand. It's not about the words. We know it's not lip service. We know if we say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, our lives are changed. We now have to live by its rules. Unfortunately, this reality and this understanding is missing from many of the lives of the Muslims today. Where they have, yes, I believe in Islam, but, one, two, three, four, five. And this but didn't exist with them. This but, B-U-T, is not in their vocabulary when it came to implementing and understanding their religion. And this disease of the word but, we need to change in our lives because we have as Muslims, we hear and we obey. We don't have as Muslims, I do understand, I do believe, but I want to change. This is, uh, this is not there. So once you begin with this understanding, now we can discuss the actual topic. Otherwise, we're going to be going back and forth and never get anywhere. It's going to be your opinion, my opinion. Who's right? 
we go back to Allah Azza wa Jalla, Mr. So we are slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We obey his commands. We submit to his legislation, uh, which we have received through the wahi, what the Prophet sallallahu received, basically the Quran and the sunnah. What do we move to next, uh, the Shaykh Nasim? Again, these are all introductory points. So these are all big topics in love and self. Uh, we need to understand that modern Western philosophy and uh, that which is promoted in the modern Western lifestyle, it's not based on religion. It's not based on science. It's not based on history. Nor is it based on reality. This is a very, 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 very important point for us to understand. When we look to assess something and we want to know where did it come from? Why did they build a car like this? Why did they? Why do they plant plants like this? Why do we get taught this in our curriculums? Why do we work these hours? If you want to assess it, you need to understand it. For you to understand it, you need to understand where did they get it from. So, for example, if a person comes to you and tells you, you should do the keto diet. Another person comes to you, no, you should do the low-fat diet. Another person comes to you, brother, do just do a balanced diet. Eat anything you want, but just make sure it's it's balanced and it's upright, it's moderate. How do you know which one is good for you? Which, the person doing keto, what is he trying to achieve? The person doing low-fat diet, what is he trying to achieve? The person who's carb-loading, what is he trying to achieve? You don't know what's right until you understand what are they trying to achieve from behind it. What's behind it? What's promoted them for, do, for you to do that? If you get to a bodybuilder and say, you're meant to be doing keto, a lot of times he's going to say, oh, it's not going to work for me. Yes, there's high fats and high proteins, but I also need a lot of carbs. Another person that's doing, uh, that's trying to lose weight, he wants to lose weight very quickly, you're trying to tell him a low-fat diet, he's not going to lose it very quickly. He wants something along the lines of keto, something some sustainable, a bit long term. He's gonna have long. He's gonna. There's things that go into understanding what something is in order for us to be able to implement it. Tayyib, when you talk about the lifestyles today, because this is what we're up against. We're up against what societies and what the West in general promotes for the ideal female today. How a female should be. Where did they get the understanding from? Did they get it from religion? Yani how a woman should be how a wife should be, how a mother should be, how uh, you know a teenage, a female teenager should be, how a how we should raise our children. Did they get it from religion? The answer is obviously no. Okay? So that's a problem for us in the first place. Let's go to the next step. Did they get it from science? Because maybe there's something in the religion that's not specified, but science says it's very beneficial. As Muslims, we have nothing against science unless it goes against the religion. If we have religion versus science, which never happens anyway. But we're always going to go with religion. Okay? But Alhamdulillah, everything that Islam comes with is in line with science. Tayyib, bring that. Is, it, is there something the way that the woman should be today? That scientifically, it tells us this is the way a woman should be. The science tells you otherwise. And we'll explain, inshallah, when we go uh, later on. Tayyib, historically... Maybe the people have been doing it for thousands of years and they're used to it. Is the way the female is today how historically the female has been? The answer is no. Rationally, logically, when you think rationally and logically, actually think rationally and logically, and you assess and you sit there and you put one plus one equals two, is the way that women are taught to be today, is it working? The answer is no. In reality, what we see around us, forget logically for everything. Realistically, is the woman better off today than she is before? Or realistically, is what's happening, is it working in all sense of the word? The reality is no. So if I have 
a person or a group of people that are doing something that is not based upon anything which is measurably proper, acceptable, beneficial, productive, positive, why then do I swallow a hook, line, and sinker? This is not how the believer is meant to be. The believer, the Prophet ﷺ, is fatinum kays. He's smart, he's intellectual, he thinks. But for a person to accept an idea and then live by it, implement it, promote it, then this is something that the believer is not meant to be. And this is very dangerous grounds because it shows that the believers aren't thinking. And unfortunately, if you look at all of the things that we've mentioned, it's not there. So on top of so many things in the you know modern Western female uh, going against Islamic teachings, even in a, in a worldly sense, it's not working. Hence why you have so many of the non-Muslims that are also going against this idea of what we want and what the world wants from the modern Western female. It's not correct and it shouldn't be promoted. Sheikh Nassim, uh, sadly we only have a few minutes left. Maybe you can give us an outline of what we expect over the next few episodes of this podcast. Of this we're, program. we're going to be speaking, inshallah, Azzawajal. we have uh, a few more introductory points. And again, all of them are topics in themselves. So some will answer in, some maybe will separate as a whole separate lesson, inshallah. But we have some introductory points. Then we're going to go into why the Muslim women, why are we are they focusing on the Muslim women? What do they want to achieve from uh, from that, inshallah, Azzawajal? There's how do they achieve it? So why they're focusing on and then some of the methods and, and the tricks at play on how they achieve it, uh, the consequences of it. When this happens and what we're living, what are some of the consequences that we see with some of these issues? And then finally, as we always try and do, what are some of the solutions to this? So it is going to be, inshallah, spread over yeah, more than a few lessons, I believe. And so we kindly ask the listeners to be as patient as possible with us. So we ask the brothers to, to, to follow our platforms or follow wherever you may find us uh, to follow this program on uh, Al-Bayan Radio YouTube channel, on our podcast channels, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Podbean and SoundCloud. And for updates, you can you can follow us on Instagram, uh, Al-Bayan Radio. Uh, I'd like to thank Sheikh Nassim for being with us. Inshallah, it is the first of many uh, programs coming up. Uh, until next time, Barakallahu Fikum, Assalamu Alaikum, Rahmatullahi, Wabarakatu. This program was presented by Albayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah.